0: Well, good morning. Thank you to Father Sean, who's been such a mentor and a guide for me, and Deacon Mike, who's been a dear brother, my best friend in the seminary these past five years, and to all of you who helped for me in my time here as a transitional deacon. I'm now in the northern part of Idaho in a parish called St. Thomas the Apostle, a beautiful community, much like St. Pius here. This evening, Father Sean, Deacon Mike, and myself, and some of you, will be at a benefit dinner for the seminary. And the theme of the night is Seeking Christ and Finding Joy. Seeking Christ and Finding Joy. And the character in our gospel narrative today, Zacchaeus, was doing just that. He was seeking Christ, and he found joy. When we're in formation, as Deacon Mike and I know, we learn context of Scripture Father Sean provides that context of scripture in his homilies. So some context for today matters. Roman forces had moved into Palestine in 63 BC. 63 BC is when Roman armies, the Ninth Legion, had taken over the province where Jericho is found. And one could, like Zacchaeus, one could then petition to become a tax collector to pay fees to the ruling Roman government. Zacchaeus is one of those. He looks like a New York taxi Medallion. He bought the right to collect taxes. And the practice was they could collect any taxes they wanted. There's a certain amount they had to return to the Roman authorities. Uh, anything beyond that, they were allowed to keep. We heard in the gospel just a week ago about the Pharisee versus the tax collector standing in the synagogue. The tax collector's at the back. He doesn't even raise his eyes up to God in the synagogue because the tax collector knows how despised they are. In society, and we suspect that's Zacchaeus' own assumption of himself or assessment of himself today. Zacchaeus kind of lurking at the back of the crowd. We're told he's a smaller man in stature, but he's heard about Christ. Maybe he heard the teaching of the tax collector in the synagogue. We don't know. We don't know. But Zacchaeus, having heard about Christ, is interested, he's intrigued. There's something about the story of this itinerant preacher who's running around saving people from demonic possession and treating their many, many wounds and illnesses. He's heard about this Christ. And so Zacchaeus seeks him out. He seeks him out. We're told very descriptively, he climbs a sycamore tree, climbs a sycamore tree. And he's out on the limb and he sees Christ. And as Christ comes upon that avenue, that space along the street, he sees Zacchaeus and he says, come down. I'm going to dine with you today. Come down. I'm going to dine with you today. And that happens. And Zacchaeus does come down, and he does bring Christ into his home. We don't know the dialogue that happened, but in that moment of contact with Christ, he then makes a commitment to give up half of his wealth and to restore anyone he's harmed, to return those, return the possessions to those he may have wrongly taken, and to live a life following Christ, seeking Christ, he found Joy Seeking Christ, he found joy. And that was my own experience here, going back to September of last year, a year ago when I happened upon this beautiful campus during your parish party. And I'm wandering around, kind of on that periphery of the periphery of the crowd like Zacchaeus, and you welcomed me here into your homes. I mean, literally into your homes. I've been to quite a few homes here and enjoyed quite a few meals. And you, more importantly, welcomed me into your lives as someone seeking Christ and finding joy. And that happened, allowing me to interact with your families in different ways, in different ministries, in different moments of encounter. Some of you have actually come to visit Coeur d'Alene to see that beautiful community and continue that relationship that was started here a year ago. And I have to tell you, that's so beautiful when that happens, that's so beautiful. So here we find ourselves in this gospel narrative, and we find it for the theme for tonight's dinner, the Seeking Christ and Finding Joy. And as Deacon Mike and I are in formation, we have a lot of imagination around what that may be. Father Sean, with his years of ministry, he knows better now. I have just an inkling of what that is, but that's exactly what's happened. In Seeking Christ, you find tremendous joy first ordained, you're right away into parish activities, and your day starts as it should with the sacrifice of the Mass, and then you leave the Mass, and you have a series of meetings. Sometimes it's an encounter with a parishioner who has a question about something, and sometimes they bring a simple question, uh, maybe even administrative in nature, to you, seeking some uh, idea or, or feedback, but usually it's beyond that. Usually it's something very important in their life. Very important. And it's incredi- it is an incredible privilege as a priest to be welcomed into that moment of vulnerability with them as they share something on their heart, trusting you with that knowledge and asking you for some response or insight. And boy, left to our own experiences and ideas, you hope that insight you offer is actually useful. You hope it is that whatever you offer is helpful in in advancing their faith or soothing a wound that they carry. In the afternoon, it could happen that someone comes to the parish offices, and this has happened quite a bit. They'll come to the parish office, and it's a person in need, and often it's a significant need. They haven't eaten two or three days, or they're contemplating ending their life, or they're escaping an abusive relationship. These are things that happen. This is the real life of priesthood. This is beyond the textbooks in the seminary. This is the real life of priesthood. And praise God, uh, this has happened now quite a few times that I, I, know, I know it's Holy Spirit present. You'll ask the person, why are you here? I mean, why, why are you here? Because they're not a member of the parish in each case. Why are you here? They say, well, I'd ask them, why are you here? Are you Catholic? And the person responds, no, but you are, and I know you're going to help me. And we do, because that's what we do as Catholics. We respond to that moment in need. You might get a couple hours free where you're not in direct dialogue with someone. Maybe you get some dinner, eat some of that lasagna that somebody secreted into the rectory refrigerator. Be careful with that. You try to get to bed preparing, you try to prepare for the next day's mass and then get to bed so that you're able to engage the next day with your parishioners or all those that come seeking help, seeking Christ and looking for joy. Around three in the morning, you get a call and it's the hospital and they need you to come right now. And You go And you enter into a space that's really hard. And it could be not the passing of an elder which itself has its difficulty, it could be the passing of a young one. It's a family traveling home from some trip and they've been in an accident and one of the children did not survive the crash and the other is in ICU. And the parents look at you and say, priest, help me, help me. Seeking Christ and hoping for something, not just joy, but something. And all that stuff you learned in the seminary is very useful, but that's not enough. You have to be formed by the people you serve. And that's what you did for me and you're, you're doing now for Deacon Mike. So that, you can meet with that parent parents, the mother and the father of this young one, and they're beyond consolation at that moment because they're numb with shock, and you try to just be present for them because really it doesn't matter what you say. Just be present and love them and love them. You go from there to the next day's Mass. It's 8 a.m. You're tired. You're so tired you can't even see the missile straight. But as you're standing there with the words of consecration and you elevate the gifts, you're saying these words of institution that have been passed down for 20 centuries, then you realize the truth that in seeking Christ, truly, you died. In seeking Christ, you died. And you found true joy Because seeking Christ and finding joy for a priest and for us as Christian means, as Paul wrote to the Galatians, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And as you're elevating the chalice and you're looking out then onto your parishioners and you see all these eyes upon the altar, they are seeking Christ and finding joy through the sacrifice of the mass. And that's what we do here this morning. That's what we do. Seeking Christ and finding joy, like Zacchaeus, and like thousands and billions of Christians have done over the centuries of our church. That's what we do as Catholics. We seek Christ and we find joy, and it's not always easy to find in the struggles of life, but joy nonetheless is there and profoundly true here in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. That's what we celebrate. In a moment, we're going to call forward the many altar servers who serve so faithfully here at St. Pius. Thank you for that service. Father Sean and Deacon Mike and I will say a blessing over you. And then, following that, we offer our creed, our claim of faith. The four I believe statements I believe in God, I believe in Christ, I believe in the Holy Spirit, and I believe in the Catholic Church that teaches those truths. Then, we offer our prayers of petition. And then, together, We here this morning will consecrate the chalice that you gave me. That you gave me. And I use it every day. But it will be blessed here for the first time in the presence of Father Sean and all of you. So thank you for the privilege of seeking Christ. I definitely found him here at St. Pius. Let's go forward in faith, live in the truth, be emboldened in the nourishment of the Eucharist, and bring that real presence of Christ out into the world that is so desperately calling for that same joy in their life. God bless you all.